0: Wild Wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Wild Wisdom Podcast. This segment has been taken from Thrive Thursdays with Dr. Patricia Mills. I hope you enjoy this episode, and here is Dr. Patricia Mills.
2: Acne. I used to have it until I figured out my diet, and now I don't have acne anymore. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm a medical doctor, a holistic MD focused on whole body, mind and spirit health. And I'm a women's health expert, a functional medicine practitioner. And today I'm coming to you live for my Thrive Thursday episode. I show up every Thursday at 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. And you can catch this live inside of my private Facebook group for women Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills. It's free. If you're not a part of that group, join now. I highly recommend it. It's awesome. So welcome. Today, I'm going to be talking about the anti-acne diet, how to naturally clear your acne by eliminating the wrong foods and adding some right foods. Okay. And we're going to cover um, a few topics. We're going to talk about the one diet that has been shown to prevent acne 100% of the time, and it's not what you think. I'm going to be talking about the four research-backed foods that are known to worsen acne. I'm going to be talking about the right kind of foods to add in to um, supplement your diet to improve your chances of getting rid of your acne. And I'm also going to be talking about how long does it take to start to see results using this approach, and how to know that you're on the right track. Interestingly, um, there is a kind of eating style or a diet that has been shown to prevent acne 100 percent of the time. And it's the diet that has been um, studied when researchers are looking at the hunter-gatherer societies that still exist on planet Earth Now. There are not that many of these societies, and they are small in number, but what is extremely notable is the virtual absence of acne, and that includes the adolescents, so the kids who are going through puberty, that includes women who are premenstrual, so that hormonal acne that so many of us women experience, the adult acne. They simply do not see this in these populations. And there was one study that specifically looked at acne in these populations. And the populations were ones living in Papua New Guinea and Paraguay. So it doesn't seem to be necessarily genetically related because these are two different genetic populations. And there have been studies conducted on up to 256 small populations of hunter-gatherers. And what's really notable is that all of these individuals have extremely good health. Um, And that is reflected in their skin. Now, what you will know if you attended last week's episode is that, in my opinion, um, acne is a sign of um, something that's going on in your body that needs to be identified and addressed. Yes, we do have hormonal fluctuations with puberty. We do have hormonal fluctuations as we go into adulthood uh, with our menstruation as women. Um, However, as I mentioned before, research into these um, more hunter-gatherer populations shows that acne does not need to be, does not need to accompany these hormonal uh, fluctuations and that there are other things that are going on in the modern lifestyle that are aggravating or adding to these hormone fluctuations or causing some kind of a burden in the body that is expressing itself as acne, okay? Okay. Now I mentioned last week that there are different contributing factors and we can um, you know categorize them according to my four pillars of holistic health which are the stress response because cortisol the stress hormone has been associated with causing acne there's the sugar hormones which we're going to talk more in depth about today then there's gut health which definitely relates to diet and there's toxins tolerance which you wouldn't believe it, but this relates to diet as well. Okay, and so does the stress response, because when you're eating a diet that stresses out your body, it does release, uh, it does cause the body to release cortisol, um, which uh, which is the stress hormone. So it's interesting that the foods you eat can cause a stress response, a physical stress response in your body, causing that cortisol hormone to be released, and all of those things that I mentioned have been associated with triggering acne. Okay, and either it triggers it or it worsens it if you already have it. So if you're on a journey to get rid of your acne or any sort of related blemishes, and notice that it's it's all kinds of acne. Okay, there's different kinds of acne. There's like pimples. There's cystic acne, which is much more inflammatory. There's the whiteheads and the blackheads. There's the pustules and the papules. This is uh, meant to address all of these kinds of acne because it gets to the aspect of whole body health. In order to improve the skin, you need to improve whole body health, because the skin is a reflection of the health of your inner workings of the body. The skin is a mirror. Okay. And interestingly, the skin is a continuation of the lining of the gut. So the lining of your body and the lining, the external lining of your body, which is the skin and the internal lining of your body, which is the gut, they are physically connected, like if I go along my skin and I go into my you know into my mouth and down into my esophagus stomach, that's a continuation. And they are they are also originally connected as in the same tissues that form the gut are the tissues that go on to form the skin. So when you're a baby, like a fetus in your mama's belly, the tissues that are changing into gut and into skin, Come from the same original set of of tissues, of cells. Okay. So they are intricately linked. And when you have problems with your gut health, you have problems with your skin health. That's what the research backed, um, you know, science is really pointing towards. Okay. And it's not just this physical connection, it's also a hormonal connection and a chemical connection. So we're going to get into how can you leverage. what you what you put into your body either through what you're eating or what you're drinking to change the internal chemistry of your body so that the external appearance of your body improves because it's reflecting the improvement on the internal health of your body. So let's get into the four research-backed foods that have been shown to be um, associated with worse acne. Okay. And so this is, you know, this has been shown in research. I'm not just making this up, truly. Um, and so the four research-backed foods, I'm going to say them, and then we're going to have to dive into each one a little bit because you may not understand how it is that such a food could cause acne. Like, uh, un- until you understand how the body works, uh, making the link between the food and the acne can be difficult. So, the first group of foods are refined grains and sweets. So basically, it's refined, it's um, foods that are carbohydrates that have been refined into flour and sugar. Why would flour, refined flour and sugar cause acne? Well, because they, when you eat those foods, they trigger the sugar hormone insulin, okay? Insulin is a hormone that is released by the body when it senses Sugar in the blood, okay now, when you eat any carbohydrate food, whether it's a vegetable, a whole grain, um, nuts, legumes, uh, fruits, eventually they get turned into sugar. But the difference with refined flour and sugar, like simple sugar, um, is that they are they are so um, easily um, broken down by the body because they're no longer packaged in the fiber that Mother Nature packages the sugar in fruits and vegetables, whole grains, nuts, and right? and legumes, beans. So they are no longer packaged in that fiber. They're now refined into a flour or into that table sugar or into that fruit juice drink or into that um, oat milk, right? Like that oat milk that everybody is so excited about. That's a very refined product because you take the oats that are whole grain and you break them down. Now it's not in the; it's no longer packaged in the fiber. It's basically a very refined um, kind of available sugar. Okay, so it's these sneaky, hidden sources of sugar, of refined um, carbohydrates. That when you eat them, it's your body instead of seeing that nice slow sugar response, like sugar. You know, the body breaks down the vegetable, or the fruit, or the whole grain a slow amount of sugar is released over a period of time, and there's a little bit of insulin produced in response. With the refined flours and sugars, there's a, a huge amount of sugar that becomes available in the blood, and then a huge amount of insulin that has to be produced by the body in response to that. So you get, instead of this nice, slow kind of rise of insulin, you get these massive spikes. And if you're doing it over and over again, you get massive spike after massive spike. Okay? And what we know is that when we start to Imbalance one hormone, that's an imbalance of that hormone insulin. It should be doing this, and now it's doing this, right? When you imbalance one hormone like insulin, other hormones like cortisol, estrogen, testosterone, progesterone become imbalanced as well over time. They actually become imbalanced in the moment. There's a, a sudden change in the balance of those hormones, and then they recover but then what happens is if it happens again they get that imbalance and over time your recovery is slower and less well and over time you develop problems like pre-diabetes low testosterone estrogen issues which some people are calling estrogen dominance problems with progesterone availability all of these things okay so it also affects the thyroid and the cortisol, your stress response. It's a huge downstream cascade. So when I saw that uh, refined flours and sugars are a causative factor and tr- uh, associated with worse acne, I was not surprised. And I, it's my job now is to, is to convey to you the importance of this finding because refined flours in bread, pasta, patries, cookies, um, gluten-free flour, gluten-free products, Um, you know, these drinks, um, milk, like, um, milk that you drink has a lot of sugar in it. It's called lactose, right? Sucrose, sugar, fructose, glucose, all of them end in O's, these sugars and milk has a lot of lactose, but so does oat milk, which a lot of people are turning to as a dairy-free healthy alternative. It's not. Okay. And so you see that it's very easy to see how if you are someone who is like going through puberty or going through hormonal fluctuations with menstruation or going into menopause, right, you're going to potentially experience additional hormonal imbalances that then tip you into manifesting conditions. There's a lot of other conditions like polycystic ovarian syndrome associated with this. And so some women will get even worse than acne, they'll additionally experience issues with their fertility with abnormal hair growth or problems with weight gain. However, for some people, for many people, at least they get the acne. Okay, so in order to deal with your acne, you really have to cut out those refined flours and sugars out of your diet. Okay, it is hard, because it's everywhere. It's in all packaged foods with very few exceptions. Even pasta sauce, a lot of them have added sugars. So you really have to read ingredient labels. Okay. The second um, food group is um, dairy products. Now, this is interesting because um, this came from a study that did, um, it was a pretty big uh, grouping. It's called a meta analysis where they grouped many, many studies and they saw, they looked at the amount of dairy consumption and the amount of acne that these people had. And the trend was very significant for the more dairy that you had in your diet, the worse acne you have. Now, what's interesting is that it doesn't tell you why. um, And there could be many different reasons why. Reason number one, I just explained dairy has a lot of lactose in it, right, which is a sugar. It's more. Uh, there's more of it in milk, and then less of it in like um, cheeses and butter because you start to remove the sugar and you start to start to get a more concentrated fat product. However, the other potential reason for this is that research has shown that even after pasteurization of milk in order to make those cheeses and butters, there is still hormones from that um, milk, the mama, the mama cow. Is making milk right and it's making milk that is meant for the calf and that milk has hormones in it that are meant to grow that baby calf from a baby into a a cow in like in four months right I mean it's exponential growth so what those hormones do um, is uh, to the human body is uh, of interest because the research shows that there are hormones, there are estrogens and testosterone from the cow that get into the, into that milk and that milk product. And actually, the more concentrated the milk product, like there are more hormones, um, like the so the amount of hormones go uh, increase from the milk into the um, cheese and the butter. There's the most of those hormones are concentrated in the butter. Why? Because hormones are found in fat. Okay. So when I found this research, the researchers were very careful to say that, well, uh, it's probable that this is not a problem, so we're not going to, you know, make a big deal about this because, um, you know, because we're not sure if this is a problem or not. Now, what I think is that it would be very hard to go against um, something like the Dairy uh, Associations of the World. Um uh, to say something like dairy dairy has um, hor- it's sufficient hormone to potentially be problematic for human health, okay? And the thing is, i don't I'm not against eating dairy products. However, I do think that if you're someone who's experiencing a problem with acne, it would or, or with hormone imbalances, particularly if you're a woman because we are very uniquely sensitive to dairy hormones. What is important is that you need to if you if you have a problem with acne, and you're eating a lot of dairy, it's going to be really hard to know if the dairy is one of the triggers without if you don't remove it. And so and how long does it take for you to to remove it and see the benefits? Well, research has shown that when you do dietary changes, the effect on acne happens 10 to 12 weeks after. Okay, so yes, it is a commitment. It's three months without dairy. Oh my god, that can be very hard for some people because dairy also has a molecule in it that's similar to morphine. It's called caseomorphine. Morphine, we know as being a potentially addictive substance in pain, in pain medications, right? So when you withdraw dairy from your dye, you're kind of going through like a little morphine withdrawal as well. And that can be very uncomfortable for some people. So, you know, it, it is hard. And it may be the thing that you need in order to find out is dairy, one of the responsible food groups. And the thing is, it's probably not just one food group because in today's society, we're eating a lot of refined sugars. And a lot of people are eating a lot of dairy because we've been told that that's what we need to do to have strong bones. And I can tell you from my research, dairy is not the thing that you need to have strong bones. There's clear evidence around this topic for another day. However, I just want to put that out there. Okay. Now, um, the third food group is, um, and I'm just looking at my, my uh, list here is fast foods. Okay, fast foods. Now, again, um, we don't, there's, there's some research to point towards why fast foods are causing acne. What we know is that acne, part of what happens in acne is inflammation, right? When you see the redness and the swelling and the pus, There is inflammation going on. You know that your skin is experiencing inflammation, okay? And research is showing that uh, fast foods cause inflammation in the body. One study that looked at humans eating a typical fast food meal, like a burger with a refined flour bun, the conventionally raised meat, right? And the um, typical like processed, pasteurized, conventionally raised um, dairy, that meal in combination, so again, we don't know which one of those things caused the inflammation, but that meal caused body inflammation to be triggered. They researched it for three hours after and at the three-hour mark, the inflammation was still there and they were, they were looking at inflammation within the tissues, like the cells, okay? So fast foods are something that you would have to eliminate from your diet if you want to see if you can get on top of your acne the natural way the root cause solution to acne, right? I should mention that you could alternatively take a hormone uh, contraceptive, uh, which doctors often prescribe. And remember, I'm a doctor, Western trained medical doctor, I understand why that's happening is because we haven't had this kind of education around root causes of acne. And it's an easy thing to do, you write a prescription, it's very satisfying to give a, a person Um, an easy fix, so to speak, something that will work. However, remember, whatever caused the acne to happen is still happening in your lifestyle. So that body inflammation, that skin inflammation is still there. It's just being masked by the medication that is like, sort of topping up your hormones, but not fixing that underlying hormonal imbalance. Okay, very important. And remember, inflammation is a hormonal imbalance because cortisol and inflammation, uh, like the you know, stress hormone cortisol and inflammation are intricately linked, right? So it is a hormonal imbalance problem as well. And um, the fourth food group that has been really linked to um, acne is whey protein. Now, not that there's a lot of research on this because whey protein used as a supplement is a relatively new thing, just like with fast foods. However, the few studies that have looked at whey protein and and acne have shown that this can um, worsen, be associated with the presence of acne and worsen acne. And again, this is the same thing as with dairy. Uh, I'm mentioning it separately because some people are like, well, I I don't eat dairy, but I have whey protein powder or I have a whey protein supplement. Again, if you're in vibrant health um, and you're choosing to eat dairy and whey protein and that kind of thing, this, is, this talk is not for you. This talk is for you. If you have acne and you want to really get on top of it, you're having protein powder that is whey-based. Maybe what you want to try is to remove it. So remember, it takes about 10 to 12 weeks to see a change in your, um, in your uh, acne if, if, the di- if what is triggering it is these four foods, right? So ideally, what you do is because you don't know which one of these four foods are, are causing this you would eliminate all four food groups and see what happens to your acne. Okay. So this is really key. Now there's a number of other things that I find have been related to acne. And, um, you know, what we're focusing on today is the dietary piece. So now you know what to eliminate. And you're like, well, what do I eat then? Well, um, eat how I eat, I eat, um, I eat the way that these hunter gatherers in those, um, I try to eat as closely to the diet that those hunter-gatherers that have been shown to have excellent health based on how they look with acne and their blood work, like all of the research that is done on on their blood work and and on their levels of inflammation, on their risks for disease. I mean, they are clearly getting something right. Yes, they are also living in more and more in communication with nature. They are breathing fresh air. They are drinking, um, you know, water, they are moving regularly, they are not under the same kind of stress that our society is with our expectations, our work, our achievements, right? However, I, I do at least try to get that one piece with relation to diet, right? So what does my diet look like? Now, what you might uh, think the misconception is that hunter-gatherers eat a lot of meat. Well, they don't actually. This re- the research shows that most so they studied 256 uh, of these populations. They're small, scattered around the world, and what they found was that uh, with out of one one group of 256, one group didn't eat any meat. Didn't eat fish or game. So it's rare for these populations, like extremely rare, almost not worth like considering that these populations uh, they, they all have some kind of um, animal meat in their diet. Fish or game. Okay. Of the other 255 groups. They had around 50-50 meat and plants, and it trended towards being le- like less meat and more plants. So they would hunt, and when they, when they caught the game, they would prepare it and they would eat it. They would gather, and what would they gather? They would gather wild grain, wild whole, grain, whole grains, and they would cook and process them. Cooking and processing them are like the ancient traditions of whole grain preparation, like soaking, sprouting, and fermenting. They would eat vegetables that were available seasonally. They would eat fruits. And interestingly, they would eat honey. And honey was their one source of a simple sugar, of a refined kind of sugar. It's the closest thing to a refined sugar that they had. So they have a very low insulin um, producing diet. You could see that, right? So on my plate, I have a lot of cooked vegetables. I have uh, which I try to get in season and locally, but you know, you do the best that you can do in the winter here. You know, I live in uh, northern Canada. There's not that much available seasonally and locally, so I do buy food that's shipped in, and I do the best that I can with that. And so far, my my health has responded to that approach. Um, I do sweeten things with a little bit of honey, not too much, not too little. When they looked at the diet, it was like five percent of their calories came from honey that interestingly as the hunters would go out to hunt they would take honey with them and and use that as a as an energy source which i found very interesting which points to the fact that if you're eating something like honey you have to be moving right you, you have to be kind of using up that that energy that sugar energy you can't be just sitting around right you can't eat it and then sit down to work at the computer you have to move go for a walk after eating right at least a 10 minute walk okay so Not just the diet, it's how you eat and when you eat. All right. And then when I eat my meat, I try to make it as um, close to the type of meat that these hunter-gatherers eat, which is um, for us, you would be looking for grass-fed, grass-finished, or wild-caught, or pasture raised. I just did a massive amount of research for an article that I'm creating for my Patreon members on the health benefits of, of eating happy animal meat, as I like to call it. And it's interesting to see that preliminary research is supporting the idea that eating this kind of, of uh, meat actually causes less body inflammation than eating conventionally raised meat and provides more vitamins and minerals, nutrients and healthy fat profiles. So that's very interesting. Okay? So again, a moderate amount of, of um, animal meat or if you're vegetarian or vegan, very properly prepared, sprouted, fermented or soaked um, whole grains. Nuts and legumes also have to be properly prepared in that way. The seasonal vegetables, seasonal fruits, or, um, you know, what you can get uh, in terms of vegetables, that will always be better than the refined flours, the sugars and the fast foods. I hope, I hope that makes sense. I mean, it's a bit of common sense, right? So like my kids, they don't eat breakfast cereal, they don't eat granola, they eat overnight soaked oats, or they eat a very good quality organic um, uh, sourdough bread. A lot of people are making sourdough bread. I would recommend buying the organic flour because um, grains are a very heavily sprayed crop. Okay, so um, you don't want to be consuming um, toxins in with your food. Okay, so I hope I've made myself clear. My plate is a heap full of vegetables, a small amount of um, happy animal meat or properly prepared um, plant protein. Um, I, have, uh, I sweeten with honey if I'm going to sweeten something. And I I eat a lot of healthy fats, olive oil, um, you know, the Mediterranean diet, they have up to eight tablespoons of uh, olive oil a day, right? Um, And then what can you add in? What can you purposefully add in to lower the inflammation of the acne while you're waiting for things to kind of kick in? Well, natural anti-inflammatories in the realm of food, because that's what we're talking about, would be turmeric. Turmeric is a very, very powerful anti-inflammatory. And you can get the turmeric root, which is, you can, you know, you can actually like scrape the skin off, it's golden yellow, and you can shave it off into your bone broth, into the cooking water for your rice. Um, You know, it's really helpful in that way. Um, Or you can buy turmeric root powder and sprinkle it into your the water for your rice, it turns it a beautiful golden color, put it into your overnight soaked oats recipes, or, you know, you can really add it to a lot of things. And you get that turmeric um, anti-inflammatory response, okay? Now, um, so what will happen is that most of you who are watching, if you follow what I've, if you really, really take on what I've told you, if you embody this knowledge, which is wisdom, wisdom is knowledge and action, which is why I like to call my Facebook group Wild Wisdom for Women, right? If you embody this wisdom, like you take action with your body and you live it, most of you will see improvements in your acne as I did okay some of you um, will be slow responders, which means that that 10 to 12 week like time frame it might be longer than that It might take longer than that and you just have to stay persistent and consistent. It may be that your body takes a longer time to recover from the impact on the inflammation and the impact on your hormones that these foods have on your body. Okay. For some of you, it may be related to stress, right? That cortisol hormone. And for some of you, it may be related to other things like perhaps being on birth control for a period of your life caused um, some imbalances in your hormones. And now you're experiencing those effects. Um, and that will take other more dedicated efforts in order to help, you know, detoxify those excess estrogens and um progesterone that's not identical to our own progestin right um so that may be something however in or- before you go down that route you have to get your diet right because you could you could try all of the detoxification strategies and all of the hormone balancing strategies and if you don't do the diet right it, it's unlikely that you're going to get the results that you want so the diet is the foundation that you get to and you assess then how much is my my acne improved from this, and again, it might take three months, it might take six months, and the thing is, this is a lifestyle I, and I know people say, "Well, I can't live this way, well, I do live this way, and I eat very well, I love my food, it is extremely nourishing, extremely tasty, very satisfying, very hormone balancing, very gut health promoting and if you continue to follow me right um I will teach you how to do this. And of course, I can't download this information all in one episode. Um, What you're going to have to do is you're going to have to stay consistent, persistent, make one step at a time when you learn something from me, apply it into your life and just keep applying, right? Now, if you want to make quantum leaps, if you want to shorten the time of of, uh, acquiring this knowledge and wisdom from, let's say, a few years down to 10 weeks, now is the time to reach out to me. Okay, so to recap, The four foods that you want to avoid are the refined sugars and flours, dairy foods, fast foods, and the whey protein um, powders and supplements, okay? Because that's the the research has shown that these foods are associated with um, acne, worse acne, and when you remove those foods, the research also shows that the acne gets better, which I think is even more telling, right? That's very important to know, all right? And if you want to share this with anyone else that you think would benefit, all of my replays get downloaded into YouTube and you can share it through YouTube, okay? So please do that. Please check out my YouTube channel for previous replays. I look forward to seeing you again. And actually, um, at one point, I'm going to cover how to properly wash your face because some of us actually actually trigger acne by like inappropriately washing and cleaning our face, right? Because the delicate membrane, you have to clean it properly. So stay tuned. There is an amazing... Clean do-it-yourself way to wash your face and I'm going to share it with you. So I hope you really enjoyed this and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, evening or night, depending on when you practice. Bye.
1: Hey everyone i hope you enjoyed this episode just a reminder this podcast is for educational purposes only this podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health.